Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. California Secretary of State Shirley Weber is running for re-election. Dr. Weber is a former California Assembly member who was appointed to the position by Governor Gavin Newsom in January 2021. The Secretary of State oversees voting in California and all of its counties and also keeps campaign finance and business records for the state. Secretary Weber is a Democrat and has six challengers in this race, including four Republicans, one member of the Green Party, and one candidate with no party preference. Dr. Weber met with the San Diego Union-Tribune's editorial board ahead of the June 7th primary to discuss her job priorities, projected voter turnout, the big lie, and more. This interview has been edited and condensed. You can find the full version as well as a 2022 primary election voter guide online at San Diego Union slash opinion. Thanks for listening. Well, thanks again. Uh, you know, uh, you kind of uh, jumped into this a couple years ago now uh, at a very, um, you know, trying moment for the nation's elections. And you also had to oversee a recall and we'll get into some of that stuff. But let me ask you at the outset, kind of what are your priorities uh, in, a, in a second term? What would you be focused on, looking to do, um, spend time with? Well, there are a couple of things. One, um, clearly we are, I think we're at a, at a critical point where we can really increase our voter registration uh, because of what we've done with the vote by mail. And, uh, you know, we're over 80% of, of actually eligible uh, uh, Californians registered to vote. And I, I think most folks would say we should be happy, but I said, you know, my mother had eight kids and if only six could read, she would still not be happy. You know, <laughs> she'd want all eight of us to read. So we, we have as our goal to try to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and reaching into areas where um, where true people generally don't go. We were in Calexico the other day to dealing with the high school kids in Calexico and the community groups. and trying to energize them around the concept of voting and, and uh, finding out what the issues are. So clearly increasing the number of Californians who feel a sense of responsibility to vote is important in working with our high school students and others to help them develop a tradition of voting and a, and a culture of voting that, that's really important was important in my life. And I think it would be important in theirs as well once you develop it early. So surely we were pushing those issues and trying to make sure that you know we're responsive to all of the, the things that come across our, our are you know come across to us that are about whether or not these are safe, secure elections, so forth and so on. So we're forever uh, answering questions, trying to make people feel more comfortable, people feel good about the process, those kinds of things. That's very important. Um, the other piece I think that's really important is two things that I you know that that I feel very strongly about. I, I think we've got our business filings and things under control. We've got a new system and that's working quite well. Um, but I'm not sure whether or not our, our nonprofit piece is working well. We get a lot of nonprofits that don't know how to file, that don't know what to do. And then oftentimes they're small. And we saw that, I saw that in, in, in the pandemic when, when I was working with my district and I had a uh, just a one town hall meeting about nonprofits and there were so many people online, I could not believe it, uh, who were confused, who didn't know how to file, who didn't know how to take advantage of the resources that were there. Uh, so we began to work with U University of San Diego that has a nonprofit entity and a degree and, and really began to give folks some information. So I've, I've charged our folks to start looking at what we can do better in terms of helping nonprofits understand what, we can, what resources we can provide for them, what help we can give them 
helping making sure that they're filing their papers. We have lots of churches that are that have that don't maintain their status as nonprofits, and and they're kind of antsy about that. So I'd like to make our nonprofit piece a little bit stronger. Um, we have also increased, I think, with all of the critical race theory drama that goes on, we've begun to increase our our archives in California to make sure that we make it truly a reflection of California. And uh, uh, we have, we've gotten several grants. We're constantly working to, to make the archives a reflection of all of California, as well as to make it accessible. Uh, one of the things COVID did was to basically, um, um, you know, take away uh, the ability for people to come into the office. So now we've digitized a lot of things. And we're trying to increase our engagement uh, with all of our elected officials and, and all, uh, people up and down the state to make sure that they take advantage of the archives and, and learn California history. And so we have a number of things that we're doing in that area. So we're working on those pieces that are important. We will, we will always be continuing to work with the legislature on various legislation that deals with voting and voting rights, as well as um, uh, dealing with the recall, a piece of legislation that's coming out this year concerning recall. And, and, and some additional things we wanna to do to continue to probe the issue of how we can have a more effective recall process that people feel good about that's effective and, and begin to look and see what we can do to also help at the local level with regards to recalls and the things that are there, whether or not the process is fair. So we haven't had a hearing on that yet, but clearly there are a lot of issues regarding recalls that are important. Um, so I wanna make, make sure that people understand the election process. Um, I'm grappling with some issues now with regards to all the propositions that may be coming out. How do we help people to really understand the propositions and know what they're voting for? I think the last election in 2020, a lot of folks were very frustrated by the number of propositions, by the, the language that they didn't understand, and they actually voted for things that they never would have voted for, they discovered after the fact. So uh, we're looking at some stuff in Oregon those kinds of things to make sure of that. So we just wanna make sure our election process is fair, clear so people feel comfortable with it and know what they're voting for. What do you think the turnout's gonna be this year? 80%, obviously in a presidential election, you know, like you said, it's it's not 100%, but it's a pretty high number historically. What, what do you expect it to be uh, in a midterm election this year? Got a lot of interest in it. Um, uh, in the election, I and, and folks are working very hard. You know, our goal is to hopefully we can match 2020 uh, I think the huge election 2020 turned out because of the Trump factor, clearly that was a, a factor, but it was also because people had access to the ballots early. Uh, so we need to make sure that, um, uh, and people like that. We, we saw kind of record turnouts, even in the recall election that normally is very, very low. It was in the 60s, I think, percent or something, uh, mainly because people had access to the ballots. They understood what was going on. Uh, we, we're trying to take away as we go around to all the communities to say, you know, we've taken away every excuse you have uh, for not voting, whether it's time, whether it's, you know, understanding what's going on, whether or not you have to have a stamp, all those kinds of things. So we're working hard to try to uh, at least to keep it above 75 to 80 percent all the time. Uh, uh, that's a decent showing that says that the, the populace is at least paying attention to what's going on and, and getting that done. Uh, we know sometimes folks are suffering from voter fatigue, so we'll try to see what happens with the primaries, um, uh, mainly because uh, we saw that in San Francisco a little bit uh, with the low turnout in their recall election. It, made, it was a lot of variables, but they were kind of shocked themselves. And people say, we have another election? <laughs> you know, we've had so many elections. It has been unbelievable. Uh, the, that, and we still have double elections going on where people are running for partial terms and full terms at the same time. Uh, so we're doing our best to try to make sure people understand what they're voting for, how clear, whether they're clear about it, 
but uh, we've had a lot of elections in the last two last year and a half. Well, let me ask you about the Trump factor um, as it relates to, to your job and you know, pushing back on specious claims of voter fraud and uh, big lie about the election. You know, a lot of people, a lot of Republican gubernatorial candidates are saying they're going to appoint secretary or they, they want secretaries of state who will work with them. And they're like, there seems to be kind of, you know, it, it didn't end with the 2020 election, right? There's there's a cancer at the heart of this country at its foundation. I don't want to get too metaphysical, but I mean, it's, it's a huge problem. How, how do you, in your current role, fight against that? Um, and, 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 and how do you convince people that elections are fair and uh, happening as they should? Well, what we, what, we, what we try to do as much as we possibly can, and with the recognition that um, for some folks, it doesn't matter how much you say, you know, because their, their very existence and their campaigns are based on the big lie. So they're gonna keep it going as much as they possibly can to create some distrust in, in, in terms of individuals with regards to election process. You know, we have tried in California, we and we do. We, you know, all of our um, registrar voters and other areas have, uh, you know, halls that people can walk through. They can see people taking opening the ballots. They can actually, you know, uh, I've been to some of them where you can actually see. You can't see the name of the person, but you see that what's going on with the process. So we've opened up the process and say, listen, you can come watch folks vote. You can't count the ballots. Some of them get set that we won't let them count them. But you know, you can come and watch the process see what takes place, you can be there, and, and, and there's no limited amount of time that you can participate in terms of watching uh, that's there. So most of our ROVs have, have, have done that and tried to make it very open. When we get complaints, we don't, we don't just shuffle them aside and say, oh, well, that's only one out of, the, of, of 21 million. You know, we, we try to investigate every complaint that's there, that's there. When people come to me personally and tell me something that they believe happened, I ask them to document it, give them my card and say, send me the information. They generally don't. Uh, because they, it's a hearsay. They don't have anything that's concrete that we can work with. Uh, and I tell them, I said, I can't, I can't investigate every every ghost that you think you see. But if you've seen one for real and you have his name and address, I'll, I'll check him out. And uh, so we've done that, and 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 it's been interesting because we've had, uh, I've I've observed how how much time is spent with every complaint that comes in. Uh, we've had some issues of. Of, uh, across state voting, Arizona and California, you know, those kinds of things. Somebody voted in both states and, 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 and we've investigated all of those things and, and it comes down to maybe about 20 people who may have done that. And then we actually go in and investigate those individuals and they, and, and they file charges against them. Uh, some of them accidental, some of them intentional, whatever it may be. But it's not like we just said, oh, well, you know, you could think they got a 20 some odd million votes that come in that if you end up with 10, that, that's kind of crazy, that's not gonna change the election, but it does change people's minds if you actually seriously consider it. So we're spending time doing that. We're also spending time helping people understand the process that we undergo after the election in terms of how we validate the, the election and the votes that take place and those kinds of things. People are, 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 can come, come actually watch that if they choose to, those who are really concerned about it. So, so we do all those things to try to do that. We, if they want to look to see how we validate the machines, uh, they, they're able to basically know that that takes place and how it takes place in those things. So we've done a lot to open it up. And to those who try to investigate it and look at it, uh, they come away somewhat satisfied. You know, um, uh, we, during the recall election, the fact that we, nobody sued us afterwards, <laughs> that even the, the front runner said it was fair, you know, we lost, we'll live another day kind of attitude. I think we try to do that. As Secretary of State, I try as much as possible to make decisions that are not based on Democrat or Republican in terms of the, 
uh, the decisions that I have to make, whether it's letting the governor declare himself a Democrat or not, um, or whether or not the Democratic Party didn't put in the right list. So therefore, Alex Padilla's name is not on the list. I'm sorry, <laughs> you, you missed the deadline. That's it. Alex is a friend. His name is listed. Um, so, you know, we try as much as possible to say, you know, this is this is a process that we go through and uh, and help people to see what we're doing and, and understand that we're not going to put our fingers on the scale to try to change it. Uh, and and despite whatever the big lie may be, uh, I'm not going to change votes. I'm not going to substitute people's votes. I'm not going to substitute my opinion for their vote. Uh, and then we're going to hold fast to it. You know, and if it's a big lie, we'll tell people that it's just a lie. Back in 2014, when we interviewed Alex Padilla, he was extremely critical of the then Secretary of State, Deborah Bowen, for not doing enough to streamline business registration and business incorporation, which is another duty of your, your office that doesn't necessarily get much attention from the media. And anyway, uh, uh, he then gets into office, and we I don't think we heard from him again on this topic. Are you satisfied with how your office acts in trying to help businesses incorporate and promotes, uh, especially small businesses, get off the ground? Right. You know, he, he did do, uh, give him credit, he did do one thing, the California Business Connect was the software that was supposed to make it easier for people to register, and, and it handles about 170 different types of registration and those kinds of things. Uh, and so they, they the, the software is not up and running. It's about, uh, we've done all the, um, it, it, uh, it launched uh, about a, a month and a half ago. Uh, so the software is up. We're seeing more and more businesses registering. People are happy that they can register online without having to come in. Um, I'm all currently looking at the registration of, of, of many of the lobbyists who file every year the same thing they're complaining. So we're trying to figure out a, a faster way that they can basically uh, register without having to do so much work with it. But many of our small businesses are finding that it's easier to register online. They don't have they don't have to have all of the the, the people to do all the paperwork for them because it can be done online and done very easily. So we are at a point right now where it is, is much faster. And, um, and I think the last bit of it will be uh, implemented probably in the next week or so, so that the full launch will be done. But we've done, we, we launched it about a month and a half or two months ago. Um, it was done in January, but it had to be delayed about six months to get all the information. All the, all but that, that gets to the point that Senator Padilla made, that John Chung made, that Gavin Newsom made. Why is California so terrible at computer projects? Why do things take forever here when we're the capital of the world on high tech? You know what? Uh, I asked that same question because I we're dealing with the um, uh, what's that project? Uh, Cars project, and um, that has been. Well, I won't. Well, I won't say it's a nightmare because then you'll probably write it down. But anyway, I'll just say that it has not been done in the best way possible. And we're having to redo that project uh, in many ways. Um, I, you know, I coming. I thought, well, I've, I've seen many projects since I've been in the legislature that have that have gone sour. And oftentimes, there are many reasons why. Some is because uh, the legislature gets too involved in it. In other words, it mandates that you have to use certain software or something like that. And that happened recently. And without saying, you know, these are this is what we want to happen, and this, these are the benchmarks. So uh, they write contracts that don't have outcomes, um, and, and so it's it, it, so the more time you spend, the more money you get uh, versus you know having contracts written based on the the, the completion of projects at a particular time. Um, so it has it, it's hard to say because there's so many uh, there's some agencies that do it extremely well, 
Uh, others, because of the change in leadership, change in administration, so forth and so on. You know, you're in between projects and you come in and there's a project they're sitting for you to implement. And, and then you try to and discover the thing can't be implemented. And, um, and then you have to, you know, figure out how to get it done. And you hope you have enough time to get it done uh, that's there. But it is. It, it's, it's crazy that California is the center of all of this wonderful technology. And yet we are so... Um, uh, backwards in terms of actually getting things done and done fast enough. We do now have a California Department of Technology. I remember when that came into existence. And I've been, uh, we are, we're trying to utilize it more in, in the Secretary of State's office. Because I, I, my thing is that if you've got a Department of Technology, they should be overseeing the technology of the state. In other words, all the state agencies. And yet, their relationships with them have not necessarily, in my mind, been the kind that's been ingrained and, 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 and engaged in it so that I shouldn't have to know a whole lot about computers to have the California Department of Technology assisting with a project that we have. And we're doing that now um, because they're the experts, supposedly, and it's their task to protect the interest of the state of California. So I wasn't really clear about what that was all about either. And so I've been slowly kind of scraping this stuff away and figuring out you know, whose job is it to do what, you know, where is it supposed to be? When is this supposed to happen? Why is this contract not what it should be? All those kinds of things. So we have, um, we, we've gotten a CBC project, a business project going, but the cars project is still, uh, we're still working on the cars project because of a whole lot of things that didn't go right, you know? So I, I, if I knew the answer to that, I would probably be the greatest consultant for the state of California. Uh, but uh, <laughs> everybody asks the same question. And, and they don't, nobody can seem to tell me the correct answer. But as you kind of scrape through it, I discover uh, everybody tells me a project that they once knew that did so-and-so, you know, that went off the rails and how they got it back on. So we're working on that now. <laughs>